0: Hey hey everyone, welcome to Stutter Talk, episode 685 for April 11th, 2020, the stuttering scene in Israel edition. I'm your host, Peter Reitzes here in North Carolina, and I'd like to welcome return guest Hanan Hurwitz. Hey Hanan. Hi Peter, it's nice to be back. How are you? I am wonderful. I hope you're doing well. I'm so glad you could join us during this challenging time. Hanan Harwitz is an electronics engineer, an independent quality management consultant, and presently the executive director of the Israeli Stuttering Association, which we will refer to sometimes today as, is it Ambi or Ambi?
1: Um, Ambi. Ambi is fine. Ambi. I guess, in, I guess with the Hebrew pr- Pronunciation, it would be umbi.
0: Mm, excellent. And when people think of stuttering and Israel, they think of Hanan. He's too modest to say so, but that's the truth. He makes stuttering support possible in Israel. Uh, can you tell us what town or city you're you're in right now? Sure. I live in a town called
1: Ranana. It's a little bit north of Tel Aviv, um, maybe twenty minutes, half an hour drive north of Tel Aviv in the in the Sharon area of Israel.
0: So, so where do you fall? Uh, I'll just start with something fun. Folks are always arguing if it's better to live near Tel Aviv or live near Jerusalem. Where where do you fall on that?
1: <laughs> For me personally, I prefer to live nearer to Tel Aviv. Um, you know, I guess it's a cultural thing. It's, I guess, uh, what's, what's more important? I like living near t- to the beach. Um, I like going t- 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 to the beach, especially with my son. Um,
0: and yeah, uh, it's, it's a cultural thing. Excellent, excellent. And one more fun question before we dive into stuttering and some COVID-19 stuff. For those who are going to visit Israel for the first time, what one local cuisine should they try? What's the best Israeli food?
1: Well, that's a really tough question, especially since I'm not much of a foodie. I mean, the what what would be um considered local food? Um, is a combination of grilled meats and a wide variety of salads with hummus with trina. these are all very very local um, dishes I do try to um, abide by a vegan lifestyle so it's a little bit hard for me to be recommending eating (laughs) grilled meats these days Um, but of course I you know, that's that's the typical experience. And I would recommend that.
0: Sounds delicious. Now I'm hungry. Yeah, I didn't know you were vegan. I'm glad I asked you that question. So if you'll permit me, before we get into the stuttering stuff, let me just check in with how you're doing, you and the country's doing regarding COVID-19. So just a quick intro to that. Here in the States, New Jersey and Israel are often compared because they both have populations of almost 9 million people and they're both similar in land size. So, right before we went on air, I checked some statistics and I see that New Jersey has about 55,000 confirmed cases of COVID 19. Israel, which is about the same size, has about 11,000 confirmed cases. And I'm wondering um, what. Oh, and I also saw that New Jersey has almost 2,000 confirmed deaths and Israel has only about 100 confirmed deaths. So the, the differences are rather striking. So I'm wondering, how is Israel responding to the COVID-19 pandemic?
1: Israel is um, pretty much under under lockdown. Um, the, the restrictions are now on our movement, have been in place for a number of weeks. Uh, Frankly, I don't even remember when they started. I've kind of lost track of time a bit. Um, Presently, the the restrictions are such that we're supposed to only go out of our houses or apartments if we need to buy food or get medical attention or for certain people who are allowed to go to work. Um, Apart from that, we're allowed... 100 meters out of our, our our residences. That's 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 how it is officially. Um, this this started about a week ago, I think. Before that, there were a lot of restrictions on on movement. Still. Um workplaces. Oh, sorry, the amount of people allowed in workplaces. Um, is very restricted. It was restricted to 30% of the workforce about four weeks ago, and since then it's been cut down to 15% of the workforce is is allowed in a particular workplace. So um, they're really trying to enforce the social distancing philosophy of, um,
0: of handling outbreaks, so here in North Carolina, I, I live in Carver or Chapel Hill, and it seems that most people, the large majority of people are on board with social distancing. I, I saw a news report that in a nearby town, somebody had a party and the police had to come. I don't know if they arrested people, but they had to come several times. And that's an outlier. Those stories are very rare where I live in North Carolina. Are people in Israel abiding by these uh, strict social distancing guidelines or, or, or laws? I, I'm not sure what they are.
1: I think that people are abiding by them now. Mm, people weren't so much abiding by them at the start. It's a very difficult change for people to get their their heads around, I guess. Um, in certain c- communities, especially certain of the ultra-Orthodox c- 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 communities, um, it was more challenging to get people to stop going to, to, to communal prayers um, and such, since, since those are such a huge part of the c- c- community experience. Um, right now, there there was a severe, a more severe lockdown over the Passover holiday, and from what I read, there weren't any real inc- incidents of, of, of problems. In fact, um, the, only, the only problems are the senior politicians who broke their own laws on, on social distancing. So um, hmm. it's, there's a real problem with the, with the example being set by, by leadership um, in this country and probably other countries as well.
0: Yeah. And for some of our listeners who may not know, one of the challenges with the observant religious community is that traditionally, Jews pray in groups of 10 or larger. So, it's really important to have that group of 10. So, it is quite a change when you have prayer and social distancing. I also wanted to share this with you. Uh Back in early March, I heard Gil Hoffman of the Jerusalem Post reporting. And at that time, in very early March, he reported that 5,630 Israelis had been quarantined due to possible exposure to the coronavirus. And of those more than 5,000, 4076, that's 72%, voted by taking private transportation to one of 14 special polling stations that were set up across the country to handle those who were quarantined. I mean, it's kind of amazing. So, again, in, in a, an area the size of probably New Jersey, there were 14 special polling stations set up just for people who were quarantined so they could safely vote and so the votes could be. Safely counted, and that was 72% of them decided to vote. And I just think that's amazing. I'm one, I mean, that makes me proud as a Jew to know that 72% of those in quarantine voted. Uh, And again, I'm not saying for what party, you know, this is Stutter Talk. We're a nonprofit. We're not supporting a candidate here or a candidate there. But what do you make of that 72%? I think it's
1: amazing. I think it's a number that's the people who went out voted vote sh- should be proud of. Um, this, let's let's put it in context, though, this is our third election in a year. The first election was um, somewhere at the beginning of April 2019, and none of the elections have, have resulted in a clear winner or a party that is really able to create a c- 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 coalition that will have a, a majority. And I i think, I don't have data, I think that most of us ordinary citizens are really tired of the political stalemate, the political inaction, um, the whole political scene, of course. And that may have... Um, encouraged more people to get out and vote th- th- this time around it might have been a factor I'm just uh, speculating either way yeah. I think it's an amazing number
0: yeah it sure is This is Stutter Talk. I'm Peter Rights with Hanan Hurwitz, who is an electronics engineer, and he is the executive director of the Israeli Stuttering Association. So let's move on to some stuttering stuff. Um, now that you're social distancing in Israel, as most of the rest of the world, how has that impacted the world of stuttering support, of stuttering self-help in Israel?
1: It's been very interesting um, the, the impact has, I feel, on on the whole, been been positive, as we we managed to to think about how we how we found opportunities in this situation, and the opportunity is 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 by by having activities using Zoom or or Google Hangouts. As as many as, as associations in other countries, I know the USA and and Britain for sure have have started to use. Um, so on the one hand, uh, we had to cancel a number of events. We were planning a, a launch of ac- of activities in Haifa, one of the the cities uh, in, in the north of Israel. Um, we had to cancel our, our our family day. We have a kind of a friends, a friends group here in Israel. Well, our activity is based on friends of young people who stutter. And we had to cancel our, our first event of the year. It was really difficult for us to, to, to do that because these events are so empowering. Um, on the other hand, as I say, um, thankfully we had the sense to think about using Google Hangouts and then Zoom. And Frankly, we're able to, to get to far more people than we were before. If before we would have an event at a particular place, it would always be, there would also always be limited p- participation because people have to go out and have to go to the place. And if it's, if, um, if we're speaking about parents, parents have to find a babysitter and go out. It's, it's hard here we having these um, events, be it self-help meetings or l- lectures uh, using Zoom, and we're able to, to access, to offer information to a, lo- a much wider population than b- b-
0: before. So is it true that Israel just had its first ever support group meeting for kids who stutter? Is is that correct? It's true, true that. How did that go? That's exciting. I got chills when I heard that. How 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 did that go? And and it was on Zoom, right? On Zoom, right? Wow. And so and, um, yeah,
1: yeah. I I wasn't there because it's for kids and it was managed by two of our our volunteers. Um, the reports that I got said it was amazing. The kids were very excited. The parents were very excited that the kids having having connection with other kids who who stutter and Another one is planned for the c- c- coming week. So
0: it's very exciting. So in this worldwide tragedy. Um there's been some optimism, some, some growth in the stuttering world. It's, it's, uh, it's rather amazing. Um, to, yeah, uh, it's, I, I'm I,
1: sorry, I interrupted you, Peter.
0: No, I was going to say that uh, it's interesting how, you know, there's a saying here in America, make, make lemonade from lemons. Um, you know, you're, you're you're finding some real gems, some real important things during this challenging time, and and uh, that that's exciting. What what else is going on in in stuttering so, so support right now in Israel? I heard that you guys had a series of lectures
1: online. We're we're having a, a series of of lectures. Um, last week we had a lecture on the struggle. You know the struggle part of stuttering. Um, identifying, understanding what the struggle is and how it differentiates from the native stuttering. This coming week, tomorrow, we're having a lecture on how the approach of the work by Byron Katie is being used and is useful as part of our our tools in um, surviving and, and thriving with stuttering. Um, we 're going to have a lecture on mindfulness meditation sorry mindfulness and meditation and the relationship to, to stuttering following that we 're going to have a lecture on acceptance and commitment to therapy and its application um, for and with people who stutter um, so it 's for me anyway it 's exciting because it 's an opportunity to really help people understand what I think are these really key concepts in in surviving and then thriving.
0: Has moving to zoom for stuttering support for now changed anything? And what I'm thinking of is this, that when I went regularly to stuttering support groups in person, uh, there was, they were awesome. They were just amazing. And folks would have friendly Good natured discussions and disagreements about how to best manage stuttering. Uh, A lot of us wanted to be okay with stuttering. A lot of us wanted to change how we stutter. A lot of us wanted to do both. We wanted to be okay with stuttering and also work on stuttering differently or stuttering less. Um, What 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 is uh what's happening now on Zoom? What type of conversations are are you all having?
1: On the sessions I was on. On one of them, we spoke quite a lot about the concept of self-acceptance. Um, on another one, we just chatted about how how stuttering is affecting us. Um, what what comes up often are people's people's beliefs. I, you know, a person says. I cannot do this. For example, I cannot be a salesperson because I stutter. And another belief, um, if I stutter in front of the other person, then they're not going to take me seriously. And you and I, many of your listeners, we know – we know how our, our thoughts and, and emotions uh, limit us. These these are the topics that c- c- come up in, in t- 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 discussion. I don't think it's very different from an in-person meeting from the point of view of the content. I I don't want to have only Zoom meetings in the future, in the post, in the post-corona world, um, I do still want to have meetings in person because the personal contact, the the eye contact we make, uh, our observing of each other, I I feel is very important.
0: So are you seeing new faces now that stuttering supports on Zoom? I, I know that you've had this very important meeting for kids who stutter online. Are the adults, are new people showing up?
1: Yes. In one of these support group meetings, we had a guy join—a guy who lives in the town of Tiberias. Tiberias is also in the north of Israel and very far from any activities that we've ever had in in person. And I was just so thrilled that he joined because there was no way that he would have access. To us, if it wasn't for the coronavirus and Zoom. So, thank you, coronavirus, and thank you, Zoom, for for,
0: for that. (laughs) Yeah. And I I wonder if dealing with this unprecedented unprecedented, at least in our time pandemic I'm wondering if that's going to change anybody's views on stuttering and how they view their own stuttering and how they want to respond to their own stuttering um, Have you seen any change in in how people are are reacting or thinking about stuttering yet? I haven't seen any change um,
1: I don't know whether I would either um, i'm I'm trying to think about that. How would I see? A change, uh, um, and unfortunately, there are relatively few people who start to actually join the activities. Um, something that I'm starting to to think about and think about how we change that. A lot of people who start to still um, complain, and I understand about how how difficulties. I'm not I'm not um, judging them in any way, and yet. In our activities, we see so few people who start to actually join. Um, So maybe, maybe using Zoom will enable more people to get out if we can have activities more often. I don't know, Peter. It's a a great question, but I don't know the answer.
0: So here at Stutter Talk, we've been talking about stuttering openly for 13 years, and Stuttering is always okay on Stutter Talk, and we always are a place and a home where stuttering is accepted, where it's okay to stutter. Uh, We stutter well here on Stutter Talk. Uh, Having said that, there is a perception here in the United States by many that if you're working on stuttering, you're working to get rid of your stuttering or to stutter much less. What's the perception in Israel? I imagine that the perception is the same.
1: I encourage us all, though, to 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 challenge ourselves when we are making assumptions about what someone else means. So, for example, if I refer to working on stuttering, and someone else interprets that to mean that I'm working on um, making my stutter go away, it's unfortunate because that's not what I said. Uh, that's that's their interpretation. So the perception. That working on suturing means working to, to 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 make it go away. I feel is unfortunate because it's simply a a perception and an interpretation of what someone else says. Um, I with with that said, I I imagine that the perception here is the same. One of the things that we're trying to that that I'm trying to do is. Encourage people not to make assumptions about what someone else means or what someone else wants, um, because we don't know.
0: Very important points.
1: Yeah. If I can add to what you said about acceptance. please. Yeah, yeah. For me, acceptance is the foundation, the bedrock of working on my which for me means understanding my fear and shame, understanding my avoidances, um, understanding how I judge myself so harshly, and working on myself to to get get over that, to understand why I feel shame, to understand why I feel fear, to then try when I can to feel the fear and speak anyway. Working on stuttering means for me being aware of what's Happening when I stutter, as well as what I am doing when I stutter, being mindful of mm. it, um, really, really summed up by your, your slogan, which is changing the way we think about stuttering. Am I correct? That's your slogan?
0: Yes, sir. Yes. yes. Um,
1: uh. And th- for me, working on the stuttering means changing the way I think and feel about my, my stuttering. Mm.
0: And what you just said about feel the fear and do it anyway, uh, you, we just can't say that enough. That's so important. And I'm so glad that you are a stuttering leader. And I should say, not only in Israel, you're very involved in internationally with stuttering. So I'm so glad you're putting out that message. Feel the fear and do it anyway. <laughs> This is Stutter Talk. I'm Peter writes here with Hanan Hurwitz, Executive Director of the Israeli Stuttering Association. Will you permit me just one more question?
1: Sure, of course. Thank you.
0: So in Israel, military service is mandatory. So you served in the Israeli Defense Forces uh, in the IDF. And when you were initially drafted, your medical profile was not reduced because of your stuttering. However, at a later stage, it was reduced, which may have been to prevent you from becoming an officer. Uh, and you shared with me that from your point of view, it was good that you were not made to go to the officer's course. So could you please explain this? Like, Why did you feel at the time you were unable to become an officer?
1: I was living in complete fear of my s- s- stuttering... Um, in complete fear of people's opinion about me, because of my stuttering, I did everything I can to avoid speaking, and often when I was forced to speak, I would feel, you know, the f- f- frustration with um, stuttering and then anger. um I had great difficulty c- c- communicating with with people. So for me to go to officers course, which is a very s- stressful environment and to have to make presentations when I'm stressed and haven't had sleep and c- 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 communicate over wireless communication and basically be taught how to lead people and communicate with people, um, it just filled me full of fear and I was grateful that I didn't have to go. I was just so so caught up in this, in this fear and the need to avoid speaking as much as I can.
0: Now, do you think if you were in a much better place with your stuttering, like let's go back in time and pretend that when you were serving in the IDF, you were in a very good place with your stuttering. You were uh, much more confident and working on it and facing your fear. but And you also stuttered openly. Do you think you would have been able to have gone through officer's training if you were managing your stuttering in a confident and productive way?
1: Yes, so I'm saying yes. It's difficult for me to speak about myself. I'm saying yes, so so clearly because I know of other people who stutter in Israel who have been officers in the IDF, um, and the people I know stutter openly. They're not trying to hide their stutter, for the most part. Um They've got more important things, more important values, can I say, than hiding their stutter or being ashamed of their stutter. So they're not letting their, their stutter hold them back. So absolutely, um, stuttering, if anybody anywhere in the world is, is listening to this and is thinking about a career in, in leadership, be it in the army or anywhere else, really, we we, we you, don't have to let your stuttering stop you.
0: That is a great place to leave it. Uh, However, I will say one more thing, uh, and I should have said this much earlier in the show. My understanding is that Israel is the vegan capital of the world, so shouldn't you be be a foodie by now? I mean, that should be like a vegan's paradise, right?
1: Well, I didn't know that Israel was the vegan capital of the world. That's interesting. There are a lot of restaurants and cafes that have, have vegan options. That That's true. Um, um, I don't know. Perhaps I'm just not that interested in food. I don't know. I think maybe I'm missing out on something. <laughs> <I> need, <laughs> I some thought.
0: Well, that's uh, all good. Hanan Hurwitz, I want to thank you for coming back on Stutter Talk, and I hope to get you back on air soon.
1: Thanks so much, Peter, for everything that you do.